This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Going for a walk is supposed to be healthy, not fatal. But last year, pedestrian deaths in the U.S. had the biggest increase in history. We'll tell you why. The pace we've never seen in the history of recorded data in the U.S., going back over 40 years, 5,000 people went out for a walk and never came home. Then, millions of Americans suffer from depression. Researchers tried an odd combination of activities that lowered symptoms by 40%. We'll hear from the lead author of that study. What we're interested in is, do you see a reduction in symptoms of depression? And we did, and it was around a 40% reduction. Those two stories, and much more, are coming your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Don't go away. The show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Taking a walk is healthy exercise, but it might also prove to be deadly. Pedestrian fatalities are way up over last year. What are the reasons for this trend, and how can you stay safe? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with the story. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Richard Redding. He's a transportation consultant for the Governor's Highway Safety Association, and he recently co-authored a report that took a look at pedestrian fatalities. Let's talk about some of the highlights of your report. Pedestrian deaths are on a notable increase right now, right? Yeah, and at a pace we've never seen in the history of recorded data in the U.S., going back over 40 years with the federal government tracking fatality data since 1975. We typically see a fluctuation of a couple of percentage points up or down. The trend overall has generally been down since the 70s in pedestrian deaths. But a 10% increase from one year to the next has never been seen before. So what do you believe some of the biggest factors are? Well, there could be more walking. And in fact, we recognize walking is a good thing, particularly where it's an alternative to driving. And there is indication that more people are walking to work. But we don't think that's really what's at play here because the majority of fatal crashes to pedestrians occur at night. Many involve alcohol, so those are not typically people walking to work. There are other factors that we think are definitely at play. One of them is an overall increase in motor vehicle travel. The federal government reported the highest level of motor vehicle travel in 2015 ever recorded. So more people are behind the wheel. That puts more pedestrians at risk. There's also an improved economy, a lower unemployment rate, Those are factors that historically are associated with increase in traffic fatalities because there's more travel, but also because there's more disposable income. People have jobs, uh, there are better employment conditions, so there are more discretionary trips at night. That involves eating and drinking and entertainment, more vacations and so on. So there are certain risk factors that are external to the traffic environment, but there are others that are directly traffic-related. Again, alcohol is a big factor always, regardless of which year we're looking at. When we say alcohol, are we talking about the pedestrians drinking or the drivers drinking or both? Both. But in the analysis that is available through the study, we see that about a third of the pedestrians who are killed have blood alcohol levels that would make them intoxicated if they were drivers. So there's a lot of alcohol in the deceased pedestrians. There's also alcohol in a fair number of drivers. So that combination would estimate that at a minimum, 
half of pedestrian fatalities involve intoxicated drivers and pedestrians, and many more involve people who've been drinking. They just may not be intoxicated, but still alcohol can be impairing even below the intoxication threshold. Something else that certainly got a headline or two in your report, that is that there are some serious concerns about mobile devices, smartphones, and the role that they may be playing in the increased number of deaths. Yes, absolutely, because when we look at trends, you know, things like alcohol, it could trend up slightly from year to year, but there isn't typically a radical change in how much people drink from one year to the next. But with regard to smartphones, there is a radical change from one year to the next in terms of the amount of data that is used on smartphones, the number of multimedia messages that are displayed and viewed. So this is a very rapidly changing part of the equation, unlike other pieces, even motor vehicle travel, it tends to creep up and it goes up a little bit here and there. Even if it's a record year, it's not typically so much heavier than the year before that that in itself explains the increase in fatality. So we think more people's eyes are on smartphones, both as walkers and drivers. There should be zero use of cell phones behind the wheel, particularly for texting or viewing messages. And walking, we know, is also problematic because pedestrians who are distracted and inattentive you know, may be more vulnerable to being struck. So what advice would you offer to pedestrians based on what you have learned in compiling this report? Well, walking, again, is something that we encourage, and it's a good thing. Getting out there and walking is a good thing. So we need to be smart about it, and that includes taking simple precautions like being aware of one's surroundings, crossing in places where pedestrians are supposed to be crossing. Many of the fatalities occur mid-block, and part of the reason could be that drivers aren't expecting a pedestrian to cross there. So crossing at locations that are designated as helpful, well-lit areas, that's helpful. Wearing bright-colored clothing is also important, especially at night. Keeping in mind that the more and more drivers are distracted, not only by phones, but by in-vehicle navigation systems and other devices, drivers simply may not see what's right in front of them. So pedestrians can make themselves more visible to drivers. We talked about alcohol. If you find yourself intoxicated, walking home is probably not the best thing to do. The uh, idea is to not get intoxicated in the first place, but if you do find yourself intoxicated, stay where you are until you're sober or have somebody who is sober drive you home. Uh, And the cell phone issue, again, we don't want to blame the victim here, but people, you know, just in terms of self-preservation, need to be smart about what they're doing when they're in a crossing environment. Crossing the street, even if we've done it thousands of times, is still a risky proposition, particularly where it's a high-speed road, multiple lanes, and drivers may be inattentive. So pay attention, put down the phone. Those messages will be waiting for you when you arrive at your destination. And I have to say, just walking in parking lots, I see many, not just kids, but adults too, with their faces and their phones not paying attention to cars backing out and just the ordinary things that happen in parking lots. Exactly. It's prevalent. It's just an explosion in cell phone use. I have teenage daughters of my own who are never more than a foot away from their phone. (laughs) I guess we can call it an obsession. It's beyond texting. There are applications like Instagram and Facebook and others where people feel a need to be connected continuously and have difficulty taking their eyes off the phone. So, you know, this is a hard lesson. 5,000 people went out for a walk in 2015 and never came home. And we can't pin that on any one factor. There are many factors. 
and there are certainly issues where each party to this conversation can take steps to improve safety. That includes drivers, pedestrians, and government agencies that have tools to make intersections safer and slow drivers down where speeding is a contributing factor. Richard Redding, Transportation Consultant for the Governor's Highway Safety Association. Thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you. Great to be with you. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, researchers discover a new and different way to beat depression. That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.